Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Grief Out Loud podcast produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children. I'm Janet Christofaro and wanted to give you just a little heads up as you listen to this episode, you'll be hearing references to our old name, which was Dear Dougie. So just so you don't get too confused, you're listening to the right podcast, and we look forward to bringing you even more great content under the Grief Out Loud name. Thanks for joining us. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Grief Out Loud. Remember the last time you tried to talk about grief and suddenly everybody left the room? Grief Out Loud is opening up this often avoided conversation because grief is hard enough without having to go through it alone. We bring you a mix of personal stories, tips for supporting children, teens, and yourself, and interviews with professionals in the grief world. Platitude and cliche-free, we promise. Grief Out Loud is hosted by me, Jana DeCristofaro, and produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children and Families in Portland, Oregon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dear Dougie podcast, produced by the Dougie Center for Grieving Children in Portland, Oregon. I'm Brendan Connolly. And I'm Jana DeCristofaro. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our podcast is the result of the over 30 years of stories that we've learned from the children, teens, young adults, and their adult family members who come to our peer support groups for kids who have had someone in their life die. And we wanted to take what we've learned from them and share it with you, the larger community. So we're talking about kind of grieving through Mother's Day today, which seems maybe a little wrought with emotion. Exactly. Yes. Mother's Day is coming up in just over a week. It's happening on May 9th, and it's already a conversation starting to happen in a lot of our groups as people are doing what they do as that holiday approaches. Uh, We joke a lot, and especially in our groups for young adults, those are people who are about 18 to 35, we joke about it being the holiday that shall not be named. That's really funny. Is that... How, how, you know, because I'm a dad, how's Father's Day? Do, do they say the same thing about that? Same thing for yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. Interesting. It's just right now in our groups, we have a, quite a few people who have had moms die. Yeah. So that's a bigger topic of conversation. Um, and I think, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, they can be difficult for people who are grieving a death, people who have grown up without that particular parent, yeah. mom or a dad. can also be hard for those who just have a challenging relationship with their mother. And then on the other side of things, people who are unable to have children, people who have had a child die, and also people who have chosen not to have children, but experience a lot of separation or isolation, and sometimes even what seems to feel like negative judgment from family and friends for not having children. So today we'll be focusing primarily on people who have had uh, moms die or have had children die, but to remember that this is a holiday that can be really hard for people who have all kinds of different circumstances with um, a parent in that way. Yeah. And you had, um, you had asked some participants about their take on Mother's Day. Is that right? I did. I wrote out to a few of the people in our young adult group, and I wanted to read one, part, one participant, what she wrote in. And she said that what usually works best for me around Mother's Day is if I plan something nourishing just for myself on that day, like spending time outside, taking a break from homework, doing something non-holiday related with a friend. Then I try to take some time, but not too much time, to do something simple in memory of my mom. In the past, it has been visiting the Arboretum, where she loved to walk, gathering some flowers or leaves like she used to do, or reading one of her poems. This year, I think it will be replanting some of my plants and adding a new one to my collection. If I take a moment to pause and do something deliberate, it helps soothe the elephant in the room feeling, 
but it doesn't overpower the day with too many intense feelings of sadness, which I have to be careful about with all the Mother's Day hubbub swirling around. That makes a lot of sense. I, I'm not in that, I'm not on that team of people who have lost mom uh, yet anyway. And But I imagine that it's like any other thing with that you mark as an anniversary almost, right? Or an annual event. Some type of significant day. Yeah. And I think the piece with Mother's Day and Father's Day in particular, and as we talked about when we did our podcast around Valentine's Day, sometimes some of the other larger holidays, is it all comes down to not feeling like you are fitting in or have access to what the greater community is doing. So yeah. if you're you know, a teenager and your mom has died and you go to high school and everyone's talking about Mother's Day and what they're going to do, what they're going to get for their mom, you're in that place of I'm all alone in this and I don't yeah. fit in with the larger community. And I think these holidays that are the manufactured holidays, the ones that are really a lot about advertising, that can uh, exacerbate that feeling because it seems yeah. like the entire world is getting ready to go do something for their mom yeah. and you don't have that opportunity. That comes up. Um, my spouse is a, a middle school teacher and, you know, this kind of, we, we talk about these kinds of things on occasion. This is a, a slight rabbit trail, but just the idea of having kids in class and who don't, who you expect to have the same experience, a shared experience of having a mom, but not necessarily through cases of adoption or death or who knows what. You know, right, um, or a mom who's uh, in prison yeah, or just right. no longer a part of a child's life, maybe exactly. perhaps due to addiction or other mental health challenges. Yeah. So, you know, I think these big holidays like this, it can bring up a lot of life review. So you as a griever are sitting there of like thinking back to what were the other holidays like in the past, um, how you spent them with the person, what you did or didn't do. Mm -hmm. It also can bring up what you wish you had done but hadn't or what you didn't do but wish you did. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes there can be that, oh, this is my first, my second, my 27th. There's a lot of how many years have passed since the last time I spent Mother's Day or Father's Day yeah. with the person. So just thinking, sitting in that place of marking time can really elevate emotions. And sometimes it can prompt a lot of thinking about how long it's been which then can sometimes lead to some self-recrimination and some blame on ourselves of how long has it been? Hasn't this been long enough? Why am I still feeling these emotions? So a yeah. lot of our talk in our groups is, of course you're still sad that you don't get to spend Mother's Day with your mom, even if it has been 5, 10, 15 years. And sometimes taking away that, that blame can go a long way to say, okay, now I can just be with the fact that I'm sad about this upcoming day. Some other things we were thinking about with, with Mother's Day in particular being a manufactured holiday in that way. So it's one that may or may not have even been important to somebody in their family. You know, some kids will say, well, my dad was just never really into Father's Day or my yeah. mom could have cared less. She really wanted us to celebrate her on her birthday. Yeah. So you don't even have a lot of memories significant to Mother's Day. But again, the world is gearing up. And yeah. so you can feel even a second degree of separation from everybody else. Right. And then you've got all the advertisements and this, and now social media posts, all kinds oh, of stuff yeah. going on with that. And then you've got just your casual conversations like, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Or how'd it go? What did you get for your, you know, what did you get for your mom? Um, and then for children in particular, there's almost always some kind of class assignment or always. activity yeah. related to Mother's Day, which can be a big charge for kids who don't have a mom. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it brings up those additional assumptions, like you mentioned, that we all have moms or all have moms who are alive. And there are kids who either have a mom who's not, who no longer is with them, like we mentioned, or maybe there are children with two dads who yep. don't have a mom and exactly. then we have this assumption. So. Yep. 
and one of the other young adults wrote in and was saying um, how she kind of resists this push to feel a certain way. And she wrote, so much of Mother's Day is about marketing. Buy your mom or any mom this or that. I think the focus on consumerism belittles the depth of our relations with our living and dead mothers. And so that's something that I think even people who are not in a place of grieving can sometimes struggle with that. Like, does this really make, does this really honor the relationship that I have with this person? So those are all some things that you, if you're grieving out in the audience or, you know, you're supporting somebody who is that, just some things to keep in mind as you move towards Mother's Day. You know, and then we move into the place of like, well, what do you do now that we have this situation? Right. And I think one of the most important things is to keep in mind that the lead up for so many people is the worst part. The anticipation of it, and I know it's coming, and what am I going to do? Yeah. Exactly, which is why we wanted to post this this week. Yeah. So if we wait till next week, it's already <laughs> all the hardest yeah. part sometimes is gone. So people will say, I was so worried about it. The day came, and it wasn't even that bad, the yeah. actual day, but yeah. that lead up. And so say you're somebody who knows you, know, you need some self-care, and you're really good at scheduling your self-care in for the difficult days. Maybe think about shifting your calendar a little bit. Start scheduling that self-care in the week before or two weeks before. So can you, what do you mean, self-care? Oh, the elusive word self-care, right? It's such a broad thing. Yeah. And it means so many different things for so many different people. So for me, I focus on the self part. What is it about for you that you find to be comforting, reassuring, energizing, any of those things? Mm-hmm. So self-care doesn't have to mean a bubble bath because that's not going to work okay. for everybody. Yeah. So maybe it means scheduling an activity that you know will be really fun and really distracting. One of the young adults wrote in and said, healthy dissociating, which I really love that healthy term. Healthy dissociating. <laughs> huh. Like yeah. consciously choosing to do something not at all related to Mother's Day. Yeah, check it out a little bit on purpose. As a yeah. way to get through the day, but being mindful about it. Yeah. So it's not like um, a reactive thing. It's like, I know I need to be doing something different. And that can look different for everyone. Some people have taken a hike. Yeah, Um, I go surfing. Go surfing. Yeah. Uh, For a lot of people, volunteering can be a helpful thing. So finding something to do that takes you out of your own story and helps you contribute to the community in some way. Um, Some people will do that as a way to honor their mom and other people just volunteering. And that's their their way of um, healthy dissociating. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the description of Mm self-care. Helpful. Um, if you're working, if you have a child in your life who's grieving, I think it can be really helpful to talk with them ahead of time about, you know, the potential for activities and assignments at school. And you may even want to reach out to their teacher and find out what the classroom plan is. And then maybe the three of you can work ahead of time to come up with different options. So it's not totally on the child to raise their hand in class and say, my mom died. Can I make a card for Yeah, because that's whoever. not always reasonable for every kid to mm-hmm. be prepared or ready to to put themselves in the spotlight like that. Yeah, to advocate for themselves. Yeah. And, and like they maybe not everybody in their class knows that their mom has right. died. So I think doing a little pre-planning can go a long Pre's way. Pre's a lot better than feeling grumpy about it later. In the moment, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, sometimes there can be a push to, well, pick another person in your life who is motherly to you. So mm. if your mom died, let's make a card for grandma. And I think that's a great option if the kid's on board for yeah. it. So not forcing children to pick out a new person who fills that motherly role. Um, because for some kids, they feel like they're dishonoring their mom or replacing their mom in some way. Mm. So I think it's helpful to talk with the, the child and ask them, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, that's a really good perspective. I hadn't thought about that before. Even if it is grandma or mm-hmm. aunt. Yeah. And maybe it's 
you know, happy grandma day on what might have been Mother's Day card rather than saying you feel like a mom to me. Yeah. Um, But maybe honoring another woman in this child's life that's important to them. Uh, So, Mm. you know, those are some things for if you've got kids in your life. And for some kids, they feel, they can feel like, well, my mom died, so I'm not allowed to celebrate Mother's Day anymore. And maybe they really do want to honor their grandmother or their aunt or their family friend who takes them to flute lessons every day. Yeah. So talking with them, like, no, it's okay. You can still celebrate Mom's Day. And we can celebrate Mother's Day by honoring our mom who's not here our mom who has died, what would you like to do? And there's so many different things that kids may come up with. Maybe they want to buy a card or maybe they want to plant flowers or they want to go visit the grave or the place where the person's ashes are spread. So just engaging kids in that conversation. That's really good because I bet that's a, it's a good opportunity to be the grown-up and help kids kind of, some kids, not all kids, but some kids seem probably be pretty confuzzled about the, all their feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and wanting to honor the people who are living and also honor those who have died not, and not know how to separate all that. Exactly, yeah. right? So helping them sort of sort through that. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's helpful to ask to ask a child the open-ended, like, what would you like to do? And some kids are going to say, I don't know. Yeah. Right? So right. then you come with some options. Here's some things I was thinking about. What do you think of those? Yeah, um, that gets some rolling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if you've got a favorite option, maybe work hard to not make that come out so clearly <laughs> yeah. that that's your favorite option right. so that kids really can choose in that way. Right. Um, you know, I think just knowing that there's going to be that inundation of advertisements and promotional materials, which is already happening everywhere uh-huh. now, sometimes just knowing it um, is going to be there and recognizing it. But maybe you come up with a game plan. So you know you're going to go to the grocery store and you can't escape the greeting card aisle. So maybe there's a particular thought or a sentence that you remind yourself of that can kind of calm you down if that's coming up. Um, maybe you have a particular friend and you're like, hey, every time I see the worst possible Mother's Day card, I'm going to text, take a picture of it and send it to yeah. you. And maybe you get to share some of your favorite expletives when you do that. <laughs> or you can turn Start in, a Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> right. Worst Mother's Day cards yeah. ever. Or you turn it into a game to try to find, like, this yeah. is the card my mom would hate the most. Yeah. Something like that. So it, you feel like you're doing something with it rather than just getting pummeled every time you go in. Yeah. And one young adult, I really appreciated this. She said she works really hard not to be personally offended. She reminds herself that Hallmark is not actually out to get her. Out to get her. (laughs) Because it can feel that way. Yeah. You know, that these these advertisements are totally pointing the finger at you. Yeah. So that can just take a little bit of a cognitive shift. You know, and then for some people, I hear a lot of like, my plan is just to ignore the day as much as possible. Mm. And I think that's a valid and viable option. But know that sometimes that might be harder. And so if you're going to ignore it, make a plan for how you're going to ignore it. Uh, one person shared that they take a total social media fast Oh wow! for the whole day. They yeah. won't let themselves look at Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything because there's going to be all that. Yeah, they're going to get mind. hammered, right. And other people say, no, I want to participate, but I'm going to plan ahead. I got my picture picked out. I got what I'm going to write planned out, and they're ready to go. So they're going to participate, but they pick out the favorite photo of them and their mom that they're going to post on Mother's Day. Those are two ends of the spectrum, and they're both good. Yeah. Exactly, right? So there's no right answer. It's really figuring. And that might change for you year to year. And I think that can be challenging for people who are grieving, too. Yep. Year one, they're all about posting a lot of pictures. Year two, it's I am not turning on any device all day. Yeah. I get out of town and do something else. So all those things to just kind of take a little time to get to know yourself with that. And be prepared that... All the planning in the world may still um, 
things can still go a little sideways. Yeah. And just know that that's okay. Yeah. And that you will, you know, have your backup plan in place. Um, and same thing for adults. You know, there can be a lot of pressure to find that other person to celebrate. Oh, you know, I know your mom died, but, mm. you know, who else in your life is a mother to you? And you might feel like saying, nobody. My mom was my mom. Yeah. There can be only one. There can be only one. (laughs) Even if there are people in your life that in your other mindsets are super helpful and motherly to you. But don't put pressure on yourself to pick like a mom replacement to honor and celebrate. Unless that comes really naturally for you. And that's something that feels good and honoring to do. Um, You can reach out to other people that you know are grieving. Um, I know last year I have quite a few friends whose moms have died or moms that they're not in touch with. And so I gathered them all together for a no mom's day brunch. Oh yeah. And that's what we did. One of the things I was thinking, if you are going to take the route of trying to do something to honor your mom is to maybe think about, and this works really well for kids too, is to think about certain categories of things that you know, um, you would know what your mom liked in each of those categories. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I was thinking about, like if you've got food, movies, activities, colors, music. So choose a few of those categories and like, okay, my mom's favorite color was purple. Her favorite movie was Steel Magnolias and she absolutely loved pizza. So yeah. we're eating pizza, wearing purple and watching Steel Magnolias. That's pretty fun. Day. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that's one that kids can really get into yes. as well. Now, for many people, they don't know what their mom's favorite yeah. thing was. Yeah. Maybe they were really young when their mom died yeah. or... They just never knew that information. So for that, I say just pick your favorite. Yeah. And that way you can be sharing with the memory of your mom. And you're still being intentional and mindful about it. Yeah. Exactly. So those are just some things that people can consider of ways to, um, you know, kind of get through the day, whether they're going to acknowledge the day, honor their mom in some way, or make a plan to totally ignore it and yeah. do some healthy dissociating in that Super way. Super helpful. And everybody, thanks, Jenna. Everybody listening, that's a long list. And we... We kind of slammed it out, so we'll make sure we get it up on the website, dougie.org slash podcast. Anything else? I think that covers it. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and wishing you well as you navigate the next uh, week and a few days. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of the Dear Dougie podcast. And to learn more about us and to listen to past episodes... Find us at dougie.org slash podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our username is the Dougie Center, all one word. Join us again next week for another episode of the Dear Dougie Podcast. See you later, Jana. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for listening.